All right. Good morning, guys. I'm a little late on my podcast. I was supposed to do this Friday. But um, Friday I graduated institute. And I worked a couple more hours than um, I thought I was going to. So I didn't get it in. Um, so I'm catching up today. Addison and I are up here visiting family. My best friend just had a baby shower. And some of his super good friends um, are celebrating a mission farewell. And so we're here to be a part of that. And, um, man, I had so many thoughts of what I wanted to do with this podcast. So many things, like I I had a plan that I was going to fill out, and when I went to start today, I was like, oh, I can't remember what I was going to talk about, what I was going to say. But I'm kind of excited because we might post this podcast on our Facebook um, event for our wedding, and then all of our family and friends we haven't gotten a chance to introduce each other to, can listen and get to know us. So that would be really fun. Um, what I wanted to talk about today was um, self. So last time I talked, um, I talked about how God is in our relationship. And if he wasn't there, I don't believe the relationship would be. And if it was, it would be a lot more self-centered, which is really, really interesting. Because if you take God out of that first equation, then when you get to this next step, which is self, um, you aren't thinking about the other person. Because you skipped the first, which is God. When you're accountable to God, and when you're looking at yourself, you look at yourself unselfishly. Look at yourself on how who you are is going to affect society and life and people. At least that's what I found myself. I realized that um, me in and of myself, I have selfish tendencies and I make mistakes and uh, it's super, super easy to forget about other person in any situation um, unless I'm thinking about what my God thinks when I think about what my God thinks and I'm accountable to him then I am more aware of the other person and my effect on them and the things that I am truly responsible for so Um, the thing that I would recommend to myself, especially, and everyone else who might be benefiting from listening to our fun talks about life and relationships, is, um, if things start to look really lonely, if we start to feel really picked on, if, um, just wonder if anybody truly loves us, the first place we gotta go is to our God. Check on the things that strengthen our relationship with him. Because they're probably not straight. They're probably not straight. So, um, that's my next thought. Once, once we've got our relationship with our God figured out, 
Um, the next thing we'll look at is the kind of person that we are. I have a really good friend right now who's going through a hard thing. And um, he's in a relationship with a girl who's supposed to be helping him. He doesn't really love her. He's just kind of using her. And she's using him. And um, it's probably one of the saddest stories I've ever heard. But because she has no self-esteem for herself, her ability to love him is almost non-existent. So she thinks she loves him. But what she really needs is that she needs him. Like, desperately. Like, it's better for him to die than for her to be without him. And as long as she's there to love him every step of the way till he's dead... And she's good. I don't know all of the details of the situation, but the pieces and the things that I've heard. Because she does not know who she is, she cannot love him. And it's a really sad use you situation because my friend's in a place where he can't love who he truly loves, and so he's just using someone else. It's It's like the saddest, the saddest situation ever, and it happens, it happens super easy, and I think, to a lot of us on a really small degree, when we start to forget who we are, and the reasons that we do what we do, and we, and we start to look at everyone else, so please, please make it better, please tell me that I'm enough, please, please love me, because I don't love myself, so, my thoughts on this um, are, one, oh, my mom just walked in, come on, I love you, um, oh, she's at wrong there, no, I'm recording a podcast, so kind of, <laughs> it's like a radio talk show, but um, that you can choose what you listen to. Like, you can choose what episode or what tape you want to listen to. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I should let you listen to them. It's really fun. Remember the last episode? I got it mixed up and did the math wrong. My parents have been married for 28 years, not 26 years. That's a but <laughs> I knew it was one year different than me, but it was a year... It's a year older than me, not a year younger. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Hmm. that's what I went to. Okay, so had some exciting things happen. Um and this actually applies to what I am doing. My little brother got hurt the other day. And, um, he asked for a blessing. And, you know, being worthy of the priesthood is a choice the individual makes. And yet the benefits of the priesthood are for others. It's the effect that, that Addison has on the people around him because... He's a worthy priesthood holder and can give a blessing. It's, it's, it's those little things. So we do these things so we can have the spirit, so we can get home. 
we can have God in our lives, we can get home to our, return home to Him, our Heavenly Father. And um, yet, as we do these things that help prepare us to go home to Heavenly Father, that strengthen us as individuals, it's the people around us that are affected, the people around us that are blessed. Man, I have so many details that I could go into on this. I don't have as much time as I thought I might, but I have a little bit. I just realized there's a couple of categories that if we look at, we can um, prepare ourselves. And then they go this way. There's, And I've tried really hard to get one list, like one list. If I, if I look at this, this list and I check off these things, this is what it will be like. This is, this is, if I can do this, it'll be done. But they, it isn't that simple. There's just a couple of different categories. And when I put it together, I'll probably tell you on this podcast. But I realize it's four things. Four Fs. And um, right now, I can't remember the other thing. The four Fs, okay. Faith. How is our faith, our relationship with God? I talked about in the first um, podcast. The next is family. What am I doing right now in my mind, with my body, with my choices, things that I do, um, to one, help the family that I have right now, and two, prepare for the family that I get to help create. What am I? What am I doing with myself and my life that? prepares me for this probably the greatest calling any human being can can participate in can have and um, the next is financially what, what am I doing um, in my actions with other people outside my family like um, working school um, what I've do with that money and that knowledge, um, those kind of things. How, how am I being accountable to my God, to my future family and my family now, and my fellow beings with my interactions with them? That's what I believe that finance is. Finance is when we interact with um, other people. I guess we do it in a lot of things. We do it in the very next step, and that's fun. What do I do for fun? Is it wholesome? Is it helping? And um, I think fun is really important, especially when you are building relationship because oh, it's pretty crazy, but faith is fun for me. Learning about who I am, where I came from, and how best to get home is really, really fun for me. Doing something like this podcast is really fun for me. Um, and I like to go outside, and I like to play sports, and I like to um, dance. I love to dance. And I love to sing, too. Like, sing for fun. Singing in a choir is also really fun. And I just like to sing, period. Um, All of these things, it's incredible how much they affect um, my family, too. And my future family. What I will do with my children and my spouse. Um, And I am beginning to learn that finance and business is also really, really fun. Addison, it's it's his favorite thing to do. (laughs) Okay, second favorite thing to do. Um, that he 
loves it, and he's teaching me how fun it can be, and how um, one of the very first times I was like, man, yeah, I have to go to work, and he was like, oh, you mean you get to go to work? I was like, no, no, I have to, I have to go to work. <laughs> he was like, I don't know, work is lucky. People who have work are lucky, and it's fun. And um, and since a little later, I was like, oh man, which I I took that mentality and applied it, but the other day I was just so tired, I was like. Oh, I have to go to work tomorrow, and he's like, man, I'm sorry that you're working a job that you don't think is fun. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but it really has made a difference. These things, fun can be involved in my faith, in my family, and in my fun. And I think it's really important that what we do for fun can be applied in all of those things. So, um, those are four Fs. Those four Fs also apply to a relationship and to um, looking for my eternal companion, which is what I want to talk about in the next podcast. Things I was looking for to make a marriage last and a marriage work, and those four Fs are involved. And that leads into this piece that is, uh, if I wanted this kind of man in my life, I needed to be his counterpart. So there's a saying that says, be what you want. And that's true, to a point. Um, I want someone who wants to make money, wants to provide for family. I wanted I wanted someone who, um, and this is not in order of importance, this is just, um, oh, I think I went the wrong way on the road. <laughs> um, this is just, um, just so the men they come to mind. Uh, yeah, someone who wanted to provide for my family. Somebody who wanted to be active in our religion, meaning um, go to church every week, uh, fulfill our part in that church calling. Um, what else? Uh... Um, sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to get back on the freeway. <laughs> um, someone who wanted a family and took it seriously. That was something that he valued and wanted. Um, these were things that I was looking for. And so, in order to have them in my life, in order for someone like that to be attracted to me, um, I realized I didn't necessarily need those things. I just needed to be the counterpart for those things. I needed to be the girl version of those things. So, I wanted someone who put his God first. So, I needed to put my God first. And that order of putting my God first was similar. We had to be doing the same things, both of us praying, both of us studying scripture, both of us, um, attending our church actively. Um, and I also realized I needed to be at the same level I wanted him. So, um, I was like, I was really attracted to guys who knew their scriptures, not just read them. I was really attracted to guys who, um, did things in the church, not just went to church. And so I did them. Now it couldn't be that, um, if I wanted to marry someone who did his home teaching, I couldn't go home teaching. 
oh, sorry, we do ministering now, and that's the same thing. So I needed to do the girl version of that. Does that make sense? It's just one example of that fact. I didn't, um, I didn't serve a full-time mission. I did serve a mini mission, but I didn't expect to. I didn't plan on it. And um, I realized that I wanted to marry a man who had. The leader of our church has asked that all worthy, able young men do that. And I wanted to marry a worthy and able young man. And so I wanted to marry a missionary and one who let the mission change him. And so I realized in order to do that, or not a missionary, but a returned missionary when he came home, and one who let the mission change him. In order to do that, I needed to be at that same spiritual level. So then I, I went to town. I studied every piece of material I thought a missionary might study and study it to the point where we could have a discussion about God on an equal thinking plane, both of us knowing and understanding. I didn't need to know everything he knew. I just needed to be able to talk to him, communicate with him in that same level. And I thought of that in every life. So I want someone who's physically fit. That doesn't necessarily mean I need to go get jacked and as big as he is. I just needed to get cut and toned and accentuate what I had. Is accentuate the word? Make the best of what I have. Um, because I wanted him to do the same. So when we're looking at ourselves and we're looking at what we want to become, a really good way to look at that is to say, what do I want in a future companion? To me, that was really high priority, so that was one of my big motivators. What kind of man do I want to marry, and what does his counterpart look like? That's what I'm going to focus on. That's what I'm going to become. The very, very best I can be, and then find someone who's doing the same, in the same areas. Um... And I, and I applied that to everything. So spiritually, I worked on that way. Um, physically, I was working on it that way. And that included um, experientially, meaning the things that I did for fun. Um, I really admire athletic people. I really admire sports. And so um, I didn't need to be the best, but I needed to be able to play them, understand them, enjoy them with the man I wanted to marry. If I didn't know anything and I just wanted that, then I might eventually down the road be like, how come you go play ball so much? Or how come you work out so much? Why don't you want to spend time with me? When what I wanted was that physique. I wanted that ability. And so how could I... Uh, I've seen I've seen where it oxymorons, where the girls want the body, but not the time that it takes to, <laughs> to get it. <laughs> it's interesting. Just these different ways that it can be applied. I wanted to do that. Also the same, I also appreciate someone who thought so intellectually like I that is actually one of the most attractive things about someone to me and so um here's the story I uh I would see someone that I thought was attractive good looking um and I'd be like oh sweet and I would want to go talk to him but would actually catch my eye more than what they look like um was <laughs> was what they said. So it could be, like, there, I, I dated um, I dated a very small man one time. Like, he was, he was not very buff. He wasn't very athletic. Um, I was almost taller than him. But why was I attracted to him? Because when he opened his mouth, the things that he said were super impressive to me. So I really, really appreciate as much as, and I appreciate both, as much as I appreciate good-looking outward appearance, 
man, the way that mind worked and then foundation by someone who was working to get closer to their God, that was, that was like the perfect package. So the way somebody thought mattered to me a lot. And so what did I need to do in order to find that? Think, read, study, plan, teach. Um, and and it, it's true. One of the things that um, Addison and I connected on the very most was what we thought, how we thought. Our very first date, it, we, we went on a double date, but I don't actually know what the other couple did. They were, they were there. Um, but, but we were so in-depth about what we were talking about and the things that we thought. Um, and we just connected on every level. Like I came home and said, I don't know what else I'm going to talk to this guy about because... Um, uh, what? Oh, I've, I've told him everything. I'm, I'm pretty sure we talked about everything. And it was incredible how much he was able to understand um, my way of thinking, those things that I appreciated. And um, I think part of choosing who you marry happens when you choose what you do with yourself and your time and your mind. Um... There's one more piece that's really important. Oh, yeah, okay. Emotional. Emotionally. How you take care of yourself emotionally, what you think emotionally. Um, I am a very emotional person, and it it shows. I'm also honest in that way, so you can see um, how I'm feeling on my face. And um, (laughs) we were with my best friend yesterday, and she said, (laughs) <laughs> uh, we were hearing some pretty rough things that were happening in my my super good friend's life, and I was crying. And um, and it wasn't loud. It wasn't obnoxious to me. I didn't think it was very dramatic, but my friend is really guarded about her emotions, so to her it was really dramatic. <laughs> and she's like, um, and Anson noticed. Anson was there, and he gave me a hug, and he was there. He was just there with me emotionally. He didn't say he didn't say anything. Everyone's finally whispering in my ear that he was sorry. He's just there. He's just holding me. And um, and I didn't think too much about it, um, except that I was super grateful that he was there. Um, but my friend, she's like, oh, you you know that Jess's guy is really her guy because when she was dramatic, he just hugged her. <laughs> That's what she needed. She just needed hugs. And um, to to let she he didn't tell her. To stop crying, he didn't fix it. He just held her while she experienced whatever emotion she was experiencing. And I realized that emotionally, um, just like the spirit can be in the four Fs, um, or uh, God can be in the four Fs, your faith, your family, your finances, um, your fun, and how fun is in all of those things. I think that emotion is in all of those things that I talked about earlier. So emotion can be in what we think intellectually. Emotion can be in... Um, how we're phys- we physically interact with each other. The fact that he came and he gave me a hug. Um, that um, it can be in what we do, why we do what we do. That's how the emotion is in. Why do you play sports? Oh man, I'm so happy when I play sports. It's how I feel when I play sports. Emotion is in all of all of the other categories. They all go hand in hand. They all affect each other. And, um, um, 
what happens next. So when you're when you're building, when you're building yourself, you're building your life, and you're choosing who you want to be. And I do believe that as much as we are products of our circumstances, we also get to choose how those circumstances affect us, what we do with the places and the life that we've been given. Um, I realize that I can look at the life experience I've had in two ways. Um, I've taken a couple of different self-help programs, and I went to one where they, they took my life and the things that I'd experienced, and they showed me how damaging it was, how much um, my parents had weaknesses and, and how that was affecting me. And, and then they had proof in my life of how that was true, how um, I, was, I was really a picked-on person that, that um, I moved a ton. I moved a ton in my life and how that moving a ton affected my life and my stability issues and my commitment issues and all, and all these things and how everything that had ever happened in my life had hurt me in some way. It was a really interesting program and the thing that I took away from it was I can do hard things. And it took me a while to get to that point. At first I just thought I was a broken person. Um, but the truth was I can do hard things. The other person that I go to for a lot of self-help um, is my dad. My dad, my mom calls him a yellow shirter. He just is really good at looking at life for what you can get out of it. And so my dad could take all of those same experiences and, and show me or talk about how fun they were how great it was and um and how much um how much i was blessed what an incredible life i had what wonderful parents i had that it taught me so much you know and and that yeah, they had weaknesses. Every single person has weaknesses. How grateful I am I was given parents that gave me opportunity to learn how to work closely with someone who loves me and has weaknesses. It, it, you know, I, I think that in the end, we get to choose who we are. We get to choose who we are. I I think I was going to talk about a lot of other things. <laughs> um, and I had a, a whole other thing planned out. But if I, if I if I could talk to anyone and if they could ask, how did you become who you are? You know, there's people all the time that just say, oh my goodness, Jess, you're an incredible person. I, I do not think that I am any better than someone else in different circumstances. I think the difference, if I am different, is because of what I choose to do with what I've been given. 
Now, did I get some things that some people didn't get? Yeah, yeah, I did. Did I get everything? No. Am I missing some really crucial things? Yeah, yeah, I am. And so everyone is. And someone else's battles, I've heard some other battles. Man, I, I don't think I would have come out on top of those battles, but they did. And who they are is because of what they chose to do with those circumstances. So, so in the end, there are, there are a couple of things that every person can do, a couple of principles. One is their connection with God, their faith. Every person, no matter their circumstances, can choose to connect with their God and how they connect with Him. And that is dependent upon them alone. And if you know something, share it. You know, like, like Addison said, don't let what you don't know stop you from helping those who are just two steps behind you. Two, um, your preparation for your future family and your connection with your own today. People make their own choices. You can't say that your family life is going to be perfect because of what you choose. And how you treat them and who you are because of them is your choice. And what you are going to do with your future family, that's also your choice. My choice. Our choice. Uh, the next one is um, finances, how we interact with our fellow men, what we do to help society and uh, both in the earning and the spending of our money, <laughs> you know, help the poor actually could be go to work and, and how and what you choose to do with yourself in your life it does affect everyone and that is also your choice and your responsibility. And then what you do for fun. The freedom to choose and do for fun and be thinking about what you want in a family in your future with your with your future relationships with your friends with your spouse with your children what you do for fun actually is a little bit important because it is one of the most connecting sources in life so what you choose to do for fun really affects so there you go the four f's principles everyone can apply and follow and make theirs um, and then you have the categories of physical, emotional, intellectual, experiential, and then spiritual. What you choose to do with your body, your mind, uh, your soul, your actions, your life. And um, I think I hit every category. I can't remember what I just said. Well, all of those things. Those are yours to choose from, yours to be responsible for and choose what you do with. And, and I can testify that they do have an effect. Those areas I, I didn't um, see yet. And the more time I spend with us and the more I see things I couldn't see before. Um, they have a, an effect. They make a difference. And we are responsible for them. And so people say, oh, I want to find this person. I want to be with this person. And I want to have him do this and this and this and his life. The question that I would ask um, that person is, are you doing the counterpart to that? 
if you want someone, if you're a guy and you want someone who wants to stay home and take care of your children and love them in a way that only moms can and that moms need time to do, are you working so that you can provide for that? Are you working so that you can support that? That you can emotionally and physically be what someone would need in order to choose to be that at home? And if you're someone who wants to have someone who is willing to work, work his life away to make it so that you have a place to go home and love and take care of your children, are you working to be the kind of person that loves and takes care of your children? That appreciates and supports someone who works and goes to work? Because it sense it's different. It, they're different things, and yet they're so um, connected, so each other's counterparts. Man, I wanted a lot more stories in this, and this isn't my most prepared podcast. And the things that I talked about really are huge contributing factors to the fact that I'm getting married today, or just things that I believe are. So... Learn challenge today, if we're giving challenges, because I think that's how you end podcast. Um, pick one category, or all of them. Write down what you want in your future spouse. And then look to see what would be the supporting counterpart to that. And and don't let it that be the limit of who you are and and what you want, I mean, you can add so many more things, and it's amazing how many times those things I didn't think would affect my family are affecting them, and they're just things that I loved and wanted to do. And when you've connected with your God, and you're working on yourself, you have an enormous amount of self-esteem. You don't actually have to worry about yourself anymore. You're not thinking about yourself. When you're not thinking about yourself, then you have the ability to love someone else, to give to them, sacrifice for them. When you can save someone's life instead of take it. Give your life to someone. Because you have one. Okay. Um, I'm going to go pick up Addison. I, uh, (laughs) I think I love you guys, especially if you're the family I think is listening to this. And the people who are who are searching, if you're listening to this, and uh, yeah, uh, love life.